Hello, everybody. Welcome in, and thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We got two guests with us tonight, and uh, sorry about the technical difficulties. We're still working those out. Uh, Caroline should be joining us soon once that gets resolved. But we're going to go ahead and kick it off. So tonight we have uh, with us the co-founders of the Behemoth Comics imprint, Happy Tank Comics. They are also the co-creators of the Out of This World comic, Freak Snow. And Freak Snow uh, Revenge is, the, is a Drug became the fourth title from Behemoth Comics, breaking the 10,000 plus copy sold mark and was the first title from the Happy Tank imprint. The second title uh, from the Happy Tank imprint, MFKZ, will cross the 45,000 copies sold mark on the first print. So please welcome to the channel, Kevin Rotatelli and Rob Cannon. Yo, dude. Hello, <laughs> sir. The, the music was so freaking cool. I was feeling like a pop star <laughs> going in the ring, you know? I, I, saw you guys I was thinking the same thing. I felt I, like I, I was I, about I, to like give my Oscar acceptance like, speech. I was like, <laughs> am, I, am I a pole brother and I did not know? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I saw you guys jamming back there, so. Uh, and you guys are ready for this. Uh, I just want to say say hi to some people we got in the chat. Uh, I think you guys might know who this is. Anna Shadowcat. Yeah. Congrats uh, for all your work on uh, a Promise Me Darkness. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. That series right, so well. Congrats. Uh, shout out to Jason from Claiming Comics. Mac yep. B. Lewis Shadow yep. Rabbit Clay Guy. Traveling Root Beer. Real Rude 6, Firehawk 2069, and Page One Comics. Hello, hello. Well, thank you guys for, for coming in and doing this interview tonight. Um, yeah, thanks for having us. It's a pleasure, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, we've interacted a lot on, on Instagram and uh, been excited <laughs> for the books coming up from Happy Tank. So uh, got lots to talk about tonight. Yeah, where, where do we start? Where do we start? <laughs> well, I guess let's uh, let's have you guys tell you know your own story of how you got into comics or into working in comics. Sure, uh, Rob, start. Go ahead. All right. Well, um, it started for me as an interest in storytelling, and um, wanted to make movies at first, but I realized that I didn't have a knack for people management, which is a really big part of being a movie director. So. Um, I realized that if you make comic books, you can pretty much do it with a one to three person team, which is a lot more manageable. Say, and you're not limited by, you know, budget really um, compared to films. So I started doing that when I was like in college experimentally and then um, slowly figured out ways to kind of turn it into a business and, and have been enjoying myself for the most part. <laughs> so um, and Kevin pulled me kick, kicking and screaming into the publishing world. So here we are. And you know it's going pretty well, so so good good on him. <laughs> That's the that short story. Definitely <laughs> going pretty well. Yeah, that was pretty short, dude. But yeah, if I can go on my side and at the same time add some stuff to rub. Um, so so for me, I'll just start. I had no interest in comic book to be honest. Like uh, maybe six years ago or five, seven. Or I I don't fucking remember the timeline. But I, I was not into I was not into comics. And I saw Watchmen by Zack Snyder, the master that created Justice League. And and, and 
I'm just saying that for annoying Rob. But uh, when I saw Watchmen in theater, I wanted to, at first I wanted to be a film director. I still want, but I, I, I did something like or, uh, into comics. And uh, because I saw this movie, I understood that comics is more than just like punching the bad guys and, and no content, you know? For me, it was that because for someone I didn't ever consume comics and you only see like a big picture, like the caricature in The Simpsons, for example, you're like, okay, people that read comics are just uh, people that enjoy punching sting, but without substance, you know? And then I saw Watchmen, the movie, and I was like, oh, this shit is deep like a fucking Kubrick film. So, so and I, I, I had the interest to go to the comic book shop that was the local one. And uh, I did order the, the graphic novel Watchmen. I read the, the, the graphic novels, and the next day I was in a comic book shop, polisting a shitload of shit and asking, like, for, oh, I want more Alan Moore. It was like, type like Alan Moore. And I was like, oh, Jim Morrison. I'm not Jim Morrison, that's the door, the door guys, but <laughs> Morrison, the writer of comics. And uh, after Gart Ennis, and I was going deeper in some writers that are more like artsy indies that are, have some cool classics. And, uh, one year after I did invest in the comic book store that it was from the, my, my hometown and started to get really into comics. And at some point, I just wrote in a Facebook group, hey, I want a published book. Who want to be uh, published by me? And actually, I got in contact with Rob. And after we just started this uh, relationship and, and make, made comics since 2016 together. That's yeah, pretty, pretty much, much it. I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was the same for me, actually, too. Uh, the Watchmen was the first graphic novel I read where I realized nice. that the medium could be taken seriously, and like had that. That was what yeah. made me realize that, like, oh, this is actually like super awesome. And and I I basically had the same arc uh, in my relationship with comic books as Kevin just described. So yeah, that was, that was really cool. That and Frank Miller too. <laughs> So not only could comics be taken seriously, but like Frank Miller kind of showed me that like, oh, you can be kind of gonzo with a tour. Like, you know, do things that are inventive and, and break the mold of the standard um, art styles and things like that. So, yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. is really formative. Yeah, I think when I when I got into comics, I thought the same thing. You know, it's all about superheroes and, and that's it. And there's a couple superhero things that I was interested at the time reading. But then you start looking at everything else that's out there in the comics and you're like, no, th there's some deep, deep books that are out there and good things to read. That isn't just hey, punch the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, looks like, oh man, I'm getting a, an update on the, the router. It's, it's showing that it exists, but uh, still not connecting. Um, so technical difficulties still ongoing. She'll be with us at some point. Um, no worries. So we'll we'll move into. So you guys uh, started out um, with this book here. This uh, yeah. for yeah, straight one. from straight from Behemoth, um, and yep. it's kind of creating mm -hmm. your Freak Snow world that we're gonna see is the first book for Happy Tank Comics. So how did you guys go from writing and drawing a book to starting a whole publishing imprint um, with a comics company? Um, so, like Rob said, he was dragged into creating a whole <laughs> publishing company here. So yeah, I guess this one's on Kevin. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I First of all, what, what we did is actually like any creators, I did submit the book to BMIT at the time. And, uh, you know, the type of relationship that I was 
the first time I was on the call with Natin after he said, oh yeah, that, that book is interesting, we want it. Uh, in two minutes, I know that that guy would be a good fit. And I just, I pitched it to the guy at Gibbon that we had the interest of um, publishing because me and Rob, we had a small publishing company like uh, two, two years ago or something like that at that point. And uh, I had the interest to go back into this. We did learn from our mistakes and we, we knew what was the direction to take. And uh, with, with those partners, of course, would have been just perfect. So I did pitch it to Natin and tell, tell him, uh, thanks, dude. Uh, it's really appreciated that you love it, Freaks Now. Um, so, and, and, and when, uh, so I pitched it to that, uh, our titles and what we had so far in the catalog. And, uh, they, I think they did enjoy our direction. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's better to ask them, but I think they did enjoy the direction that we were taking with the titles and what we were looking to publish in, in uh, our direction for, for, for the brand and the line, you know? So that, that's pretty much it. I, I pitched the idea and we did hustle and just showed them what we, what we wanted to do with the brand. And, uh, they did get into our crazy idea so far. So <laughs> thanks to them. <laughs> so what's, uh, what differentiates then like the books that you guys are doing in the imprint versus the like behemoth titles? Is there a certain style that you guys are looking for that, Maybe Nathan and Ryan are not. Um, I don't want to speak for them, but I think that the, the difference that we have, uh, we are more focusing on what is a kind of colorful and cartoony, and have some uh, art style or more gonzo and and, and, and stuff like that. It, is more the brand that we want to go for. You know, that, what, what you just shown. <laughs> then, uh, and, 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 point. And, yeah, and and DM, it's. <laughs> And BMS is more focusing on our uh, on our properties and more uh, you know dark, dark and gritty. I think at some point and some sci-fi, yeah. more sci-fi hours and stuff like that. So we, we kind of uh, we complete each other's. I think that everyone that love BMS titles we're gonna have our stuff because it's still titles that are premature uh, or like sixteen plus like BMS. I mean we are so we are beautiful with a lot of colors, but there is a, a lot of bad language and, and people getting kills in our stuff mostly. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's the difference. It's kind of uh, they are the night and we are the day, but pretty much the same. But it's it's uh it's it's for the same target audience in some place. So I think someone yeah. loving the BM and stuff gonna love the happy thing and vice versa, you know. And going through all of our titles that we have lined up uh, going forward too, there's there's always like a, a pretty strong note of humor. Like in in Freak Snow, it, it's like super dark and the same with MFKZ, but like. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's all kind of tongue in cheek. You know, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously. I think that's a, like a really important thing that I, that I enjoy is, is like the tone of, of the, the comedic note that we kind of bring to the table. Yeah, say with uh, the upcoming Freak Snow uh, Revenge is a Drug, it's definitely got <laughs> some darkness to it. Um, that's, that's pretty yeah. apparent. But there are some really <laughs> funny things in there, too, that like... Uh, is best friend, right? It hurts a lot. It's like laughing at a homeless person or something. It's like, it's kind of cruel humor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But it, it, it's like, a, I feel like when that gets introduced, I'm proud. Um, and I don't know if you guys want to reveal like what that is or you want that to remain. Yeah, go, go ahead. I think, I, I think that there is no spoilers in the first issues because it's pretty much just like the yeah. setup system we did put for the thing. So you can say whatever you want about that first one, I think. Yeah, the, the only thing that's like in, in the first issue is just like setting you up to be to, to ask questions because it just kind of throws yeah. you in and into cold water and you're just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> 
and then you kind of <laughs> it leads you on this sort of like resolution. So yeah, yeah, nothing, think, nothing's I happened yet. <laughs> the ending might be the most spoilery, the way that that mm. kind of ends yeah. there. But the yeah, so his best friends are an empty beer can and a cartoon character robot. And like the moment that those get introduced, we just had like some really dark shit happen. And then, <laughs> and here are his best friends. This is Bernie and these are his best friends. <laughs> it's just, I think the timing of that just came out great. Thank you. So Thank bringing you. in the, the yeah, comedic element there. Yeah, I, I personally- And up after the brutal murder. So. <laughs> We did, definitely did. Yeah, and 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 that's pretty funny because uh, all that first issue was built is actually uh, Rod had an idea for short stories of ten page at the beginnings, which was the introduction of the thing. And I was like to Rob, "Well, we're gonna do a series with that. Just do your introduction, do your thing, and I'm gonna come with what's after." And uh, I, no, I, 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 I can even what, what, even there, like you 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 put too much weight on that. Like that, the beginning shootout that the book opens with was me testing the art style that we were going to do a okay. series with. So I'm like, oh, I I can do two pages a day like this. So I was like, let here, let me let me see if you like this. And I showed it to Kevin. He's like, oh, okay. And now there's a story to go along with it. Like, oh, okay, Jesus Christ, here we go. <laughs> That'll do the metal, oh, man. That's, that's awesome. I, I, didn't, I did not know. I did not know. <laughs> I did not remember actually. I said I did that. I do a lot of crazy shit. Sometimes. It was a long time ago. It was like a year and a half ago or something like that. Right. So we've been for some a time. while on that. Lots changed. But yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, dude, this series is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, great. Run it. It's, it's really good. The artwork is crazy, and the writing is so great. Uh, Ron, Ron is pretty for people that doesn't know Ron. It's pretty much like Todd McFarlane in France. Uh, it's a guy that's been around forever. He has his own imprint at Ankema and publishing other guys. And MFKZ in France has been there since 2006, so it's been uh, 15 years that he is uh, making MFKZ comics and never stopped it. You know, and, and the guy is the same thing as Todd McFarlane. You know, for for the French industry, pretty much. So uh, it's kind of crazy to bring that guy here since my first language is French, it's 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 like my creators that I was looking to at some point in my life before going to the American market. So uh, it's super cool to work with him right now. Yeah, I, and I was, I was looking into that. So the movie that happened that we can watch on Netflix, mm -hmm. that is based off of his comics. Yeah, it's the, and the movie was first released in French and they did that version for the US market that is kind of different. And of course, with other voice, right, uh, voice actors that are from, uh, from the US, yeah. So where will, then where does the comic pick up? Is it after the movie? Ends, uh, it's pretty or much it's a little bit of mix. So the, the the comics is pretty much like uh, the beginning of the movie. It started pretty much in the same place, and the, the movie is kind of weird because it's it's a uh, they did force uh, six hundred pages of comics into one film, which uh, it's you skip so much element in the movies, and the comics really take time to explain the events. You know, I've seen a mm -hmm. lot of critic of the movie that was just like, "Well, I don't understand what happened." It's because well, for the movie, they just edited like <laughs> they just edited. Uh, so many part of the stories so with the comics i think that everyone that did enjoy the movie uh will even more enjoy the story because now you all understand yeah. every fucking thing happening in this shit <laughs> yeah, yeah I was, it's, it's, it's just like the movie but a lot more go, going on there and yeah like kevin said they did take a lot out of the movie and it starts out almost exactly the same with like he's delivering pizza and gets hit by a truck but then like 
the further the story goes along, the more it kind of just expands into the shower head of like more complex shit going on. And it's cool. Yeah. So if you like the movie, then you're going to you're going to dig kind of getting into the world and getting more details about it. It's cool. Yeah, and it's a series that really take time to build uh, the world. So you, if you are really into world building and look at characters that are moving, and maybe if you don't care, like for, for if, I don't know, for 30 page to go somewhere else just to develop a side characters and not develop the story, you're going to be a type of person that's going to love this series because it's, it's really more about the world and just the main characters. So that's something really interesting about it, I think. <laughs> Dude. That's the way to go. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Some yeah. some people live for cryptocurrency and others for comics, and you choose the right one. Yeah, no, all the covers for issue one for actually for everything that's been coming out, um, but MFKZ especially, like there were some really cool covers for that. Um, and then yeah. you had an exclusive one with uh, there's a shop in Canada. Is that your guys' shop? Uh, Far side probably. Far side yeah. comics. Yeah. I think that's who it was. Uh, that was yeah, that uh, one is Ryan Brown crazy. Cover, I think Ryan Brown, yeah, he is a really cool artist. And now we we are working with him on uh, on some main covers for our books as well. We just like we did two covers with him at first sight, and we're like, oh, dude, you need to do covers for actually us <laughs> with the Diamond release. So uh, for our next our uh, fourth series that we're gonna start, you're gonna have like one of the main covers uh, distributed by Diamond. Because he is so yeah, so freaking Kevin great. Me one of those exclusives. I was like, it, I was like, um, I thought it was an exclusive. Like that's a far side exclusive, right? He's like, no, it's a variant cover. I just stole their artist. I'm like, oh yeah, good call. <laughs> like, he's, he's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's a good way to find a, a good artist, though. Absolutely. To, you know, be a, totally. your cover artist. Yeah, I think that's the second one actually, because we got uh, the other guy doing one too. I guess uh, are we naming names yet, Kevin? I don't think we've dropped our our fourth title yet. Uh, no, it's supposed to drop this week. Uh, okay, you said that last week, so I just wasn't right sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the three titles we've got so far, Freak Snow, Revenge is a Drug, MFKZ, yep. and then the upcoming one that's in the previous catalog right now is Cinnamon, which is the one in the corner here, um, which that one, I think when Nathan told it, me about it i was just like yes 100 percent cat so cool. seeing the world like how it sees it like trying to get the catnip and like fighting off monsters and and all that kind of stuff like i want to see what the cat's viewpoint is on all of this <laughs> that's awesome i love victoria's artwork so much it's it's super cool super awesome just the motion and the uh, the angularity of it and everything like that and the attitude. It's just it's it's perfect. It's perfect. For yeah. Going for it. Yeah. It's it's pretty much uh, uh, if you like like the games by Suda Fifty One, like No More Heroes and all those type of shit. It's it's got that mm. type of Japanese artwork, Gonzo Japanese artwork that we have seen in the gaming industry, like in the late. Uh, Two thousand twenty, uh, not two thousand twenty, but the beginning of the two thousands, and all the games on yeah. PS three from Japan had, had those type of graphics and artworks, you know, and that's that's the artwork of uh, Victoria with an American twist on it, and I think it's just so beautiful, and all she tells the stories from her perspective as well is uh, super interesting. I love her writing, and I think it's gonna be uh, one of the most interesting new voice in comics in my opinion because i really love this series and i hope that she she had like a cool carter in comics because it's a type of voice that i want in this industry 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So did you guys seek uh, seek out her comic yep. and ask her to be, okay. Yeah, it's uh, when I was building the, the catalog to show to actually be able to say, hey, that's what uh, Happy Thing gonna release. Uh, uh, I, I did actually found her on the internet. I think it was me. I'm, I'm not sure, but I didn't. I was looking for stuff, and I found uh, through IG. Like the best way to find titles, actually, go for hashtag indie comics, for example, or web comics. And I, I did uh, like a one of her Instagram posts, and I was like, oh shit, that's that's cool. And after I had to go to on her website, and I saw all those cinnamon shit. And I was like, oh, okay, what this thing? And I just reached out. I said, hey, what, what's uh, what's your cat thing? And uh, <laughs> and when I saw the PDF, I, when I saw the PDF, I'm like, oh, do you want a publisher? And that's pretty much all uh, this series that happened. That's that's awesome. Then that you you know found the voice that you wanted to publish and and be able to to bring that to the spotlight. Um, yeah, I think. Ho- oh, yeah, you yeah. did. Hopefully, that's a yes. <laughs> yes, you need, you need, and, yeah. and and everyone in the chat. If you pre-order freaks now and you see me at a convention when the COVID shit will be done, I will buy you a beer. That's uh that's a, a Sparks Comics <laughs> deal, you know, going on right now. So be sure well, to add it to your pull list. We'll note everyone. You that's have to in bring the, the issue with you in person, though. There you go. Yeah, you need to prove, <laughs> and then you're gonna get a, beer. And a screenshot of the fact that you were in the chat, <laughs> and there's the beer, <laughs> and then you got your three dollar gift. <laughs> That's a lot of work for, for a beer. That's a lot of work for a beer. <laughs> I love beer. There you go. It there you enough. go. <laughs> it might yeah, be yeah. the center right there. there. If you pre-order them all, if you pre-order all Happy Tank books for the year, I'm going to buy you a, vein, a 24 pack of beer. I'm serious. You Comics might and beer, beer come boy. We, we all agree. You might get it. You might get it. Going <laughs> to have to hold you to it. Oh man. No, but I yeah, actually though I have so far ordered everything cuz I'm excited about all the titles coming up and that's why I want to talk to you guys today. Thank you, dude. It's really appreciated. Yeah, thank you. She might have gotten Wi-Fi back. She's popped up into the notes document. Hell yeah. Hopefully. That's the future. Um, well, uh, let's see. Let's keep uh, keep going while, while she tries to get reconnected here. Um, but I guess one question I have for specifically for Rob, uh, what is your art influence? Because this is some like really awesome but crazy art. So is there a, any artist out there that um, is your biggest influence on on that? Or uh, is it kind of just your own style that you've developed over the years? Yeah, I mean, it's a little of both. I got I drew a huge influence from guys like Ralph Steadman and uh, Frank Miller. Um, and I don't know if Ralph Steadman is the dude who was with uh, Hunter S. Thompson and did a lot of illustrations for like... Um, I don't know. You'll see a lot of the covers of, of Hunter Thompson's books will have Ralph Steadman's art on it. It's real like spattery and a lot of ink and watercolor and that type of stuff. Um, and also, oh man, there's this dude, Kim Kim Jung-ji, uh, who is a Korean artist and he is just incredible. And so um, you can look him up on Instagram. He's um, <laughs> absolutely agreed with that. <laughs> a beer, oh man. <laughs> Hell yeah! Thank you, Jason. Awesome. awesome, thank you, Jason. 
yeah, so it's just that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, it was just me honing my own style and kind of trying to figure out what worked and what didn't. And um, also like with, with Freaks Now, I've, I've talked about this on a few other podcasts, so I apologize to anyone listening if this is repetitive, but um, something I wanted to do that gave it a, a pretty unique look is like that the backgrounds are painted in watercolor and the foreground is done with just the inks and then the, um, the um, uh, coloring is all digital. So it kind of looks like a, like it's like a cartoon or something like that in that way. So that was one thing I did to kind of bring out the, make it even weirder looking. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So I, I, the whole, the whole thing is just kind of like my style is pretty much developed organically in that way from just practicing and kind of emulating techniques that I like. Well, that was the first page I ever did. That took like 20 hours. <laughs> that was a big one. That's awesome. Yeah, I said to Rob, like, hey, I want 26 person committing suicide. Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, that was your first and, message and, to him, right? Oh. Yeah, and at that point, you understand yeah. that he was getting something weird as fuck. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I didn't know how weird yet, but I got an inkling. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of, you know, how did you come up with the idea for this world? And um, I know I saw you say one time before, you know, that a little bit of freak snow is is your mind and, and kind of how you're thinking about things. So how did you end up developing that and then putting it into the volume one and now this this new volume? Um. Those book as a weird process. Uh, I was saying the construction of all we do things, and I think that's why they are they are weird. Uh, I can say, well, th this one is weird, but I know what we the second one is weird as well. I can say it to I can say it now, and maybe weirder in some way. Uh, it's it's well, the, the first one. Uh, I think the narrative is more weird. Um, the way that the story is built and stuff like that is kind of more art out there and all we did because and the second one it's kind of a mix of my style and the style of Rob and I think it's bringing kind of a perfect stability and just more like um, it might be more traditional in the way the story is built and not just like and maybe a better structure uh, and I think that's that we definitely can more linear. Yeah, that's 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 a term I wanted. You can have, you should have interact way before that, Rob. <laughs> but yeah, this it's it's more linear in the construction. It's, it's a mix of our style, so I think it's kind of different as well in the writing and the plotting and everything. But it's it's still have the same way of uh, having like a tout on everything. If you read Freak Snow, I think that pretty much every page is about something when you start analyzing and something that we did unconsciously, you know. And, and that's what's cool about it. It's kind of a all I can describe for Snow series, it's like musician uh, from the, the Woodstock jamming together and kind of making something without knowing what they are making or what they are talking about. You know, they're just pitching lyrics and doing something with a guitar and a drum. And at the end, it's a piece of art. We don't know what we did. And it's people are going to tell what we were thinking. You know, it's kind of we are transcending the pages. That was pretentious as fuck, but that's, <laughs> that's a way of describing it. Freak Snow is a jamming session of music, you know, from two different minds together. And uh, the, the process of that book did, did pretty much, I mean, the world beside the process, that was the process, but the world started as me uh, that ate winter. And I live in Quebec and I ate fucking winter. It's so cold and there is snow everywhere and there is nothing more painful than 
going outside, you want to take your car and go to work, but for 55 minutes, you get, you need to pull out the snow on your car, you know, that's the worst feeling in the world. And uh, since I winter, I was staying at home when I was younger and playing Borderlands and Fallout all day, and that's pretty much the mix of that thing. My hate for winter and, and Fallout and Borderlands mixing in a blender with our jamming session of <laughs> comic book creation. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's pretty much Freak Snow, I can say. I like it. I like that that combo there. I can back um, that up. <laughs> That's how it is. <laughs> so, what music would you be jamming to with this this jam of uh, comic? I I think that the, the, the I, I can speak for Rob on that, uh, but I think that what's make it so original and weird, in my opinion, it's because me. <laughs> I'm a big like modern, modern hip hop fan. Like Kanye West is my god. <laughs> I should not say that publicly. But Rob is more on the ND type of shit. Uh, some art house type of music. But you can say what you listen. That's not me. They're gonna say what you listen. So it's kind of a mix of that those culture. I think that that come together as well. So I'm more like the. Um, not the main culture, but like those rap star that auto-proclaim that they are god of music and uh, that are making some experimental shit that Rob will say shit, but uh, it's it's bad. But I think it's the greatest <laughs> musician of all time, you know, right now. <laughs> yeah. And Rob is, is more listening to, I don't know, you know, but <laughs> I think it's a mix of those type of two culture that we had that are so opposite uh, creatively. But at the same time, we love the same movies, so we might not be at the... I, I, I don't know where I'm going, but I think that narratively, like, <laughs> I think that story-wise speaking, or like movie and entertainment and stuff like that, we, we, we like we like the same, pretty much the same type of movies, but uh, maybe on the on music we are totally different and it might kind of a uh, that that weird uh, mix of stories. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely a well, Rob. Mind, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I was picturing a little bit of like metal music in here somewhere and uh oh, a little bit but it's got to be weird pagan metal. We're not talking about Metallica oh, or something. It's, oh, yeah. it's more like uh, Mastodon or something that's that's weird with polyrhythms or like the early Soundgarden stuff. <laughs> something like that. And lots of Frank Zappa because just because of, there's mm. just puke and jism everywhere. So that's just how it is. I do agree. Frank Zappa is pretty good. Uh maybe some <laughs> Hendrix as well at some point. Sure, sure, sure. There's plenty of psychedelia going on. Yeah. Plus, originally it was supposed to be taking place during the 70s. I don't know if that's still the situation, but I've always kind of had that in my mind where there's like right before the blizzard that ruined everything, there was like the, the cultural boom in the mid-70s and then everything got destroyed. So it was kind of frozen there. Pun yeah. uh, not intended, but now, no, the pun has been activated. <laughs> so I got I got to stick with it. So yeah, yeah, we're frozen in the seventies. That's freaks out of me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so, yeah. that's pretty much it. Like the, the 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 first in the first book, we see a community and it's kind of a EP group, you know, that that believes in yeah. that God. So that's that's <laughs> pretty much where they are. Hippies that ever existed. It's like the hippies from Far Cry Five. <laughs> like it's not not regular type of hippies. That's that's for sure. So I guess yeah, we wouldn't have even had met, uh, metal music yet at that point. So. We we really were just be, starting. To, I, I, I would was, say at least you've had some Black Sabbath the, by the time the blizzard hits, but yeah. <laughs> other than that, probably not much. <laughs> that's 
That's true. But, I mean, what would make people want to be angry and make pissed, like music about being angry and worshiping weird gods than being trapped in the snow? I think you'd have more metal as long as you had access to like, amps and stuff in the world of free snow. <laughs> but see, I think it's 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 kind of deep in for 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 me in the first book. It was some uh, heavy metal uh, uh, rap, which is a jar, you know, some really strong instrumental that are super strong and got some rap, maybe like. The, the, the most no groove for that it's pretty much like raging in a machine where where he was rapping on some band behind and it was pretty insane or denzel curry for example at one more modern or evan kaya west that did some track like that an album named jesus that is pretty much just heavy metal with rap into it so that that's was the music for this one and uh for the bernie one the music i had in mind i, I didn't talk to to rub about that but it's pretty much like Rolling Stone, for example, or, or stuff like that, like uh, the, the song, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> that type of shit. That type of shit I feel the, the, the book has, you know, into it. I think that's yeah, what, uh, what Bernie's <laughs> doing. And look, look, look who's, who's here. Yay! Hey! I make I no promises you. that this is going to work. And she's back. <laughs> and she disappeared. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, no, no guarantees in life. Wi-Fi is one. Looks like it's all working now. Welcome back. Uh, we'll use that to transition to a question from the chat. Um, what sets Behemoth Comics as overall apart from the other indie publishers? In my opinion right now, uh, it's sure I don't want to blast other publishers and stuff like that because uh, it's not my job to say what others do wrong or right i think bmn is really strong with branding right now uh and and building and putting books to, that fit together and stuff like that because i think that's the key of a publishing line it's actually that uh your customer can like all your books and it's like like there is a lot of creators that a lot of publishers that's the problem they have it's just like i'm looking at their catalog and i'm like well i'm not interested in that kid books or that fantasy book and after you just release like an uh rated or our uh, thing but you just released three kid books just before so it's kind of weird and you don't you don't feel like you and it's hard to follow for our readers like that because, for example, they, they lost interest in the publisher for three months because they were releasing kid books, for example, and now they are back in some rated or stuff. Well, you just lose three months of interest and in going into Behemoth, for example, that at that place, you know, all the books speak to you. So yeah. I think that's that's what the publishing line is uh, is doing great right now. And at the same time, I think the quality of each book uh is really all there and really well done and the creators are, are all really good and uh i i don't see any book so far uh that that has like flaws or, or that the quality is really down you know sure that there is some stuff that kind of class with me or more that's totally normal for anyone but there is no book that i've read from the brand and i was like oh that's fucking bad you know which which i did at other publishers so far uh you know that's that's what yeah, I can I say. I would agree with that. And I, like Kevin, I definitely don't want to speak for Behemoth, but I definitely feel like they they have a clear idea of what their branding is and the type of books they want to be putting out, and they're doing a good job of curating, you know, great talent to to put all that together. And I think of it as kind of like going to a restaurant. You know, when when you go 
But if, if you're in the mood for something, you want to you want to get some pasta or some pizza, you go to an Italian restaurant. And if you get to an Italian restaurant and most of what they got on there is Mexican food, like it's not bad necessarily, <laughs> but it's just not what you're in the mood for. So, you know, you want right. to you want to be able to expect, you want to be able to kind of predict the, the style and type of books that a publisher is putting out. So you can kind of like in order to be their fan and be faithful that they're going to be doing things that you're interested in. So that's kind of how I see it. And I think they're doing a great job of that. And we're sort of planning on doing the same thing with the sort of visually interesting, super far out, you know, like, um, you know, with kind of like a, like a handmade look and, and with humor and that type of stuff. So we're, we're sort of trying to use them as a model to imitate that in our own way. So, yeah, that's what we admire about them most at this point, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'll say I think uh, there's a reason that Behemoth has a shirt that says Behemoth is not a cult repeatedly on it because <laughs> everybody that likes the stories is all really kind of all in on behemoth and reading everything because the brand is interesting across the board to them. Um, yeah. I find myself going back and getting like some of the old graphic novels that I missed out on earlier on just to try to read it. Cause I know I'm going to like it. Mm. Right. Yeah, and and cool. it's kind of funny. I, I've seen that uh, in a couple of books, it's actually a recurrent team. There is a lot of cult <laughs> in the book. Of and, I, and in my, including I, I that, yeah, huh? of course. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a pretty apparent cult on the cover. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Pete Keel, so Behemoth is the overarching publishing company and then happy tank is the imprint um that uh rob and kevin um co-founded and i don't know if there's necessarily a flagship title overall for behemoth i want it oh uh, um, i can't well, for behemoth, for, for... yeah I couldn't. Yeah, I but, couldn't. Couldn't stay for them. <laughs> I, I, I think for us uh, at the moment, it's true that it's kind of freak snow because we did mm -hmm. more books. We had the first books, and we have the new series. But now with MFKZ that has those cells, it's also our flagship. And it's kind of mm -hmm. funny because since the beginning, that's what we. I said to Rob, like. I pick up MFKZ to be a flagship because there is so much content in France that has been released, oh and uh, it's kind of. And it's kind of cool to see that it might be possible to actually go in that direction and have like MFKZ as our Elboy, for example, at some point. And if we, we and if the audience like Freak Snow on May 26th and we continue to release those books, uh, Freak Snow could be around for a long time because, well, since we are the publishers and the creators, I mean, it's books that are not expensive to produce in some way, just yeah. time, a lot of time from Rob more than me, to be honest. <laughs> but, but uh but financially, it's a good job. series. <laughs> yeah, financially, it's a series that is fun to release. And I think that the, the format and the way that we make Freaks Now is kind of cool because we can kind of say whatever we want in those books by the structure and all they're made and, and the, the setup, mm -hmm. uh, which is cool because it's a liberty that we don't have of Tenley oh. in creation, I think, in the... Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> See you later, Caroline. <laughs> it's cool to meet you. It's cool to meet you. Come back. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's <laughs> what's what's cool about Freak Snow. It's just it's a series that allow us to say and talk about stuff that we could not with another setup, you know. And that's why I love uh, this series so far and working on it, you know. Yeah, she just – she died again. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I'll say I don't – 
I, I agree. I think, you know, what you guys are doing with Freak Snow is so interesting. And the fact that you guys are publishing it and kind of as long as you guys are having fun with it, you guys can keep putting out the story that you want to tell with it a little bit. Unless it ever became that nobody yeah. was buying it. But I hope that's not the case because everyone right. should be uh, should be buying it because it's good. I hope, they, I hope everyone buys it. <laughs> right. And you've read the, uh, the, the issue. Yeah, of course, you've read the issue as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I did a review of it um, on the channel. Yes, I saw that? that. I saw it. I hit you up right after. I was I was thrilled yeah. that you liked my lettering. <laughs> that was that's something that we've kind of been like talking a lot about. So it, it's yeah. it's good to hear some some good feedback on, on from outsiders about that. Always positive because it's it's one of the most daring things about that book actually is a lettering style. So I I agree, good. and I think I'm it, glad you liked it. <laughs> like I think that's uh, let me let me try to show well that that's a funny one um where is it i have it up here i was gonna try to show like a page that like just the lettering i guess no worries while you do that i can share i can sing some rolling stone (laughs) (laughs) you can't always get what you want there's a good one where you guys uh i think is this this one kind of it's gonna be hard to show fully Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's Easy, that's yeah. the one with the the text that go behind and never stop through the panels, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, and it just kind of it's gonna be hard to show on here, but it's going over the that, or it's going over the side effects of the smart juice. Yeah, yes, yeah. So you see the text <laughs> an idea. goes, it goes. There's so many side effects, and then all of that, and it's just all throughout. You do interesting things with the text, and I think, like you said, it's it's daring, but it's uh it's what sets it apart at the same time. Yeah. It's it's one of the, yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Like that was kind of the idea behind it too. It was like, let's, let's be bold as hell with this. You know, we've already, we're already doing weird shit. Let's just make it, just add a little bit more. to it. And it's just back again. The struggle. struggle. This is, I love the drama of this uh, podcast episode. This is great. I also, by the way, I haven't mentioned this yet. I really love your patriotic background here. I'm I'm feeling the love, the happy thing love today. Yeah. I try to, I try to put something, you know, unique together for each, uh, each uh, set of people that are on. Uh, Fortunately, we, we take up most of the screen, but. uh, Well, that, that is the point of us all being here. Yeah. Yeah. That's Try cool. to show off. Twenty twenty four. There we yeah. go. Um, the one title or the one cover that we had in the bottom right that's behind you now, Rob. Um, hmm. Like oh, Caroline yeah. asked this question since oh, she's yeah. back. <laughs> oh yeah. So and I guess it kind of ties into what we were talking about before. I went, you know, goodbye for a hot minute. But uh, so something <laughs> I've never really seen done that y'all did was the charity cover. I was just really curious about it. Like what made you think of doing it? And is that something that y'all are going to keep doing with like issue ones for series and whatnot? Um, I really wanted, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but uh, that was something I wanted to do at first because I was like, we have the opportunity to be publishing when we are, uh, you know, we are not like veteran in this industry and stuff like that. It's kind of weird that we, it, it's a big chance that we, we are already publishing when we had like one book released professionally, you know, we are not like, yeah, we, <laughs> hello. <laughs> but so, so, 
so so for me it was kind of important i know for rob as well to to uh give back to the industry in some way to say hey well you've been really fucking welcoming with us <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, what, what will be the best way to give back you know and i tell that the uh the charity of the erodians says it would the best way actually because they are helping veteran and has some money problems or health problems to actually say hey well the industry is still with them so it's kind of it was our it was kind of natural that if we had like one charity to support was this one because we are like the new kid going in yeah. this industry and uh without really background and stuff like that we're just like okay guys uh, well it's like that we want to do it but i i will love like uh i just talked to Rob about that but i will really love to create a freak snow charity that we we buy uh oh, yeah. winter coat we buy winter coat for homeless people in quebec which is oh, wow. because we have like a super cold winter here with a lot of snow yeah. and there is death every every year you know from homeless that uh, are actually frozen outside um so that's something i will really love to do like if we have Mm-hmm. charity even with with one book every year uh that that we give to uh homeless people that are frozen outside so that's something i will really love okay. to do so I, I will love to continue this tradition of charity covers uh and really spread the awareness uh of it because i know that for that cover it's not everyone that understood that we were doing this because well we, we did not mm-hmm. have like, the, PR, the pr and stuff like that since we are uh, a new company to really promote the initiative so i know that every year it should grow and we could actually get a, a cool amount of money for for helping a cool cause you know that would definitely be like amazing yeah absolutely and it like jason said very fitting too yeah right so that's that's why that's that's why i wanted something that fit and i was thinking like uh if we do like a winter edition i will really love to go like some some like to give some somewhere that's super hot uh to kids uh some slutchy and stuff like that like having (laughs) like uh i like we we go like in in poor neighborhoods with with, uh like an ice cream truck and we just give ice cream away and that's the the charity and that's the charity of the the summer like we go in in poor in poor neighborhood and we give away ice cream or some shit yeah do a freak snow christmas special yeah, I don't know, but uh, it's something I will really love to do because it's it's kind of it's kind of obvious with ours. It's it's uh, it's fit with Freak Snow, and at the same time, it's such a weird book that it's 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 cool to give away stuff in a weird way. You know that other charity will not be doing, but I mean, those people are frozen outside, so it's kind of natural to give a winter coat. But it's kind of I think that charity is always super bureaucratic, and it's all about the money. But sometimes just giving. S- a winter coat is actually the greatest charity you can do to some homeless people, you know? So yeah. that's outside of the box. We want to think with Abby tank. <laughs> Never stop doing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally, I totally, I'm totally with Kevin on this. Yeah. And I think it would be great to continue doing the, the cherry cover thing as well. Cause it, it definitely has been a, a really good experience to go, to go through that and um, have that available for people. It's pretty awesome. Plus feels good. So you got that too. <laughs> so would you want to do that freak snow? Like, would it be just based off of freak snow issues or would you want to create like an actual charity called freak snow? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But if we would get really into this idea and we go all in, <laughs> I will probably do like a freak snow charity. Like really like one shots in the universe and just like make them all like charity shots basically. That, that will be cool. Uh, 
we did not talk about it so far. We, we just want to focus on release this yeah, yeah. for now. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, well, I know we're trying to survive. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we're we gonna really we. We're gonna release the, uh, this series, and after I think that's that's something we'll definitely talk about because it's something I would love to do. And, and publishing take a lot of time, right? <laughs> so oh, <okay. laughs> that's that's the thing as well. Uh, but, but we'll definitely, I think, probably I don't want to speak for Rob, go back in this world <laughs> at at some point for sure. Any chance yeah, we can see uh... more of the robot and uh, the soda beer can? Beer can? Beer can. Beer can. Oh, they're they're in the <laughs> yeah. following issues of, of this uh, of this series. Yeah. So yes, you will definitely be right. seeing more of them. You won't be able to. I thoroughly enjoyed them. Yeah, and something I would <laughs> love to do is having like other creative team to do a spin-off for Freak Snow. And uh, when I say spin-off for Freak Snow, just for example, we take that Robot Hector is actually a series or a one-shot taking place in the mm -hmm. TV show that he was, you know? So it's a it's a butt butt TV show and stuff like that. Or we have another character that that is a wrestler that come on issue three that is right now in the previous catalog. It could be like a wrestling uh, series with that guy. So yeah, it's it won't be set like in the Freak Snow world, but still connected and developing those characters aside, you know. And probably like like for example, Dark Horse, what they are doing with L Boys, that you have like all those series from the pages mm -hmm. of L Boys that are not actually L Boy series. And that's that's something I would love to do with Freak Snow. It kind of expand the world and having those side uh, universe and stories developing you know so we'll see if the dumb in and people love the series that's what we're gonna do but uh that's that's the audience that's gonna judge <laughs> if they want so, that shit or not <laughs> so what else can you tell us are you comfortable telling us and sharing with us about you know the next couple of issues what's coming out um more crazy shit i think rob that's pretty much <laughs> what we can for me <laughs> yeah yeah, I, 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 it, 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 the second issue opens with like spoilers, so I can't talk about it even a little bit. So <laughs> you're mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna have things like getting weird right off the bat. It, and this is uh, a pretty yeah, good I'm, ending I'm really to that first issue, and you're like, I'm glad, okay. I'm glad you liked it. It it it, it just gets weirder and weirder as each issue goes on, in a good way. I, I hope. <laughs> I'm here for that. I think you, if you guys enjoyed uh, watching the blood. Like I think you'll be into it. So. Yeah, if you did yeah. like the first graphic novels, I think you will. I think you will like the ending we are going for because this ending is super. You know, it's uh, the, the two books are super different in in, in the tone in the artwork. Uh, but I think the boat ending kind of finished like that, and you you get uh, you get why we did this story. You know, they, they are really tied together and they fit together, and they have and it's get the free snow twist that you had in this one, uh, which which I think you, you since you love it, the first book, you're gonna love this series even more mm -hmm. at the end, and uh, we're taking big risks i think on the end but i, I believe it's gonna pay off and um i think that again on this book we did go into a message of love and <laughs> so that's kind of cool that's that's the idea with freaks now you know and uh, and i hope my entire career uh, of writer if there is a career of writer for me <laughs> it's something i want to do i know that my ideas are all over the place <laughs> super super dark like on the first dark read but at the end I think actually that's my intention. All my stories are about love, you know. So that's that's uh, pretty much what we do. You know, we take some freaks that <laughs> does not understand anything about living in society and stuff like that. But at the end, what they wanted is just love, you know. And that's the same thing for the second series, like in the first one for Krellix. I feel like that's a pretty easy concept for people to relate to. 
I guess, yeah. I guess, because I, <laughs> I don't want to be spreading bad shit. You know, there is enough bad shit in our mm-hmm. world. So, yeah. yeah, let's talk about the cool shit and have fun. Like, it's not happy ending cliche that we are doing. It's just like <laughs> we, 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 we <laughs> far from that. I think that our stuff is super anticlimactic each time. But, uh, but we, 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 I think doing it in a way that we is make you think, and at the same time uh, make you think in the direction of love and opening your minds to uh, to to everything's going on, and not being stuck with your idea, even if you're on the good side or bad side, and what you think, whatever side you think you are, you know, it's it's not a book for the left, the right, the middle, or whatever you are and where you are. It's just like yeah. a book about love. And I think that we we share all something in common uh, as human beings. It's at some point we, we love someone or we love someone. We love our family. You know, that's the, the thing that every human being share and should share because at the end, I think we are one big society and we, we all try to fit in in a live together in, in some sort of uh, freedom. And <laughs> well... <laughs> So, we know we've got these three titles, and I know you said there's a fourth one that you are announcing later this week. Are yep. you able to give us any hints of what you guys got coming up, even if it's not the, the reveal? For sure, uh, it's a it's a movie adaptation. Uh, we're gonna have we already have two mini series for it, and I know there is Ooh. kind of another one in development. So it's a Nandy flick that has been super popular in 2015. Uh, you can find it on the US Netflix, I think, or it was. Uh, so it's another it's not movie on adaptation. There anymore. Not anymore, it's not, but it's, it's not on Netflix anymore, unfortunately. Cool. You got to use your VPN to go to Canada, I think. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> no all right, so Canada. Probably. Yeah, I'm looking at 2015 <laughs> movies on Netflix. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, you, you gotta you find, go. It's pretty easy to find, I think. Uh, but, yeah, we got to announce it this week. And uh, it's the same thing. The artwork is kind of super weird and uh, kind of uh, like Simon and Freak Snow, this gonzo doddle type of artwork that's kind of weird. We, we go back into this uh, since kind of our part of our branding. And as well, the 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 artist has a really unique styles, and it's super popular in Quebec. Actually, uh, you know, Quebec is eight million population, and uh, its last graphic novel sale uh, sold sixteen thousand copies, and I think it's going to twenty five right now, like sixteen nine hundred, but it is at twenty five thousand copies, which is super huge. Because, for example, uh, in Di- Diamond and in the graphic novels, for example, at Image Comics will sell one thousand copies. You know, and graphic novels doesn't sell like issues. So, in an eight million population, that guy is doing 25 <laughs> so so it's good. yeah uh, so it's it's a uh, it's super cool to work with him and uh all the guys involved and the comics is actually written by the writer of the movie the director and the cinematographer and the artist is the uh, storyboard artist so it's really like the crew of the movie that yeah. did the comics and that's that's kind of cool because sometimes it's yeah, just like really cool the the, the yeah. publisher take the license and do the comics but now it's really like made by the people behind the movie so that's it's really faith you know faithful to it that's for sure you know that's awesome awesome who approached who did y'all go to them i'm assuming what did y'all i'm assuming y'all approached them about picking it up and turning it into a comic uh, no, actually, it's just like I, I knew uh, the French Quebec publisher of it, and I just wrote to the French Quebec publisher, and I said, oh, uh, you know, we could release it in English. 
Oh, that's cool as hell. What is that day movie? Ah, you won't, <laughs> you won't know it later this week. Uh, sorry, Jason. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I, I knew the French, uh, the French publisher in Quebec, and I just said, yeah, we need to release that in the U.S. You know that the movie did really great on Netflix. They got the numbers and shit. It's super, you know, it's well known in the U.S. So we need to release it, and that's pretty much it. All is that, and it's been super easy, and the team is super cool. So uh, I think awesome. I, I think people are gonna love it. That's amazing. Congrats. Yes. Thanks. Thank you very <laughs> much. Really cool. Forward to the it. announcement this week, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are too, so we can actually talk about it. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> right. skirting around it all the time. It's all right. It'll 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 be revealed yeah. in good time. Yeah, that, that number one is gonna be released in September. So uh okay. still in a while. That's that's why we, we are keeping the announcement for, for longer than we should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta feel about it. Yeah, exactly. Um do you guys have any other new titles planned for later this year yet? Or are you still working on some? Um I, I need to talk to Nathan for that, but I think we're gonna have like a uh fifth uh, series are going to start in 2021. Uh, that one going to be a created honor one. It's going to be probably by, uh, well, uh, I would like to say it. But <laughs> I don't want to say stuff before we schedule. But yeah, we, right. we got a series that is so good. And it's kind of a mix between The Boys and Watchmen uh, that, we, that we just actually signed. So we're kind of moving a schedule for it right now. And it's 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 by an, uh, an artist, a writer artist that has like a movie adaptation on Netflix uh, from one of his graphic novel. He did a series at Dark Horse in uh, Image Comics. I think he got like two series. So it's it's uh it's super cool to bring it and it's really really good. It's like a mix of The Boys, Sin City, and Watchmen into one thing. Oh, I wow. think that's I, I think it's a series that readers gonna love and uh speculators gonna go crazy because he already <laughs> have a movies and I know that's the type of VPs that uh. Uh, you know, streaming channels and stuff like that are into right now of those super road dark and gritty series. So um, mm-hmm. I- I'm sure this series is gonna do well. So uh, we, that, I want, I want that, to release it fast because of those reasons. Yeah. <laughs> this, this one's one of my favorites very... that we have so far. It's it's really cool. I'm super excited about That's this awesome. One. Nice. That description has me really excited yeah, like, about it. I had no I'm idea what it is, but. That that mix it's and that matchup, <laughs> I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And all the the kind of flashback as superheroes are done in uh, because the, the artists got to release like a style that is super inspired by Frank Miller. So all the artwork yeah. is uh, the artwork from the past is super like '90s Frank Miller uh, in black and white. And when we go in the presence where uh, the, the superheroes are actually old. It's uh, like at the Watchmen time, for example. Uh, it's it's in color and more today type of artwork. So it's it's super cool. All the books is built and it's really taking its time. And the main character is kind of like Morph in uh, Sin City. So we follow that that guy that is that old big guy that is just like retired from being a superhero and now he is a bouncer in a strip club. You know, so it's it's, it's got that. <laughs> It's got that uh, Sin City vibe all over the place, and it's super cool because the artwork that's, is that sounds so similar to yeah, uh, it is, it is. So I'm super excited. I should agree take my money. I, I said it's yep. I second. I, 
I said the same thing when I when I received the PDF. Uh, it's a type of shit, you know. It's, you sent you sent a contract directly, and you're like, oh, okay. He's like, and I'm in. Whatever. Like, I'm ready to go. It took us less than 24 hours to have that one signed. We're just like, Kevin's like, yeah, what do you think? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> That, that's good when you immediately are like, yes, I, yeah. I want to publish this. Yeah, because in agreement too, no art, no, no talking about it. It was just like, yep, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> You're both like yeah. 100% yes, we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's Absolutely. something really interesting as a publisher because, well, you need to be passionate about what you're selling, you know, and it's going to fail if mm-hmm. you're just like, Oh, that's another title. Uh, I don't give a shit, but I got that thing to release, you know. And that, that's mm-hmm. that's a problem for any type of businesses. If you're not like interested in your own product while you're mm-hmm. selling it, or all do you want to sell it? You know, there is no way that you can sell something that you don't give a fuck about. So it's important, I think, that everything we publish, we are actually fan of the creator and the property. Like we we well, freaks know it's our own thing, so it's sure that we're a fan. You know, we we. we, we <laughs> No, we, 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 we better we, be <laughs> self-loathing comic producer. I, 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 I think when, when you create something, you create something you love. That's the first. That's mm. you, you need to create something for yourself first, you know, and not create something for the audience because it will never work because you cannot put your your passion into it. And after the audience gonna get into it because you did put so ma- much passion in your title because you were in love with your content while creating it, you know. And after Simon, when I saw the artwork and reading the stories i was like oh shit i felt in love with the style of the artwork and the way it was written uh the way that victoria and the way she's seen the world and she has a totally different perspective from me since well she is a female writer and um and just like having like a female perspective on stuff it's always different you know from from a, a male writer for example so it's it's, uh, it's something i find uh, really interesting to have in our lineup to have de- different creators from other sexual orientation from other race from other uh gender and stuff like that it's something super important for me because i think that and in, in, in all those movement and stuff like that is super important for me. I want all the type of voice in my shit because, well, I mean, we did watch enough movies and, and uh, enough stories by white male, you know, and stuff like that. We you know we heard all the stories. I do agree at that point. So it's kind of cool that we we have the opportunity to, as publisher, to bring more voice that for for years did not has their place to speak, you know, on the public place and tell their stories. So for me, it's kind of cool to have this position to say, oh yeah, you want to do like a lgbtq cat stories no problem come with us you know so that's what we did and 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 for me uh ron was one of my favorite french comic creator so uh it's it's another thing that i was passionate and after uh the other film and stuff we were passionate in the book about since city watchman same thing it's a creator that it's a creator that i was fan before uh releasing comics you know i was buying his comics at stores and it's super crazy that we've been working with him now for two years uh so that's that's kind of spoiler but <laughs> well, no, much, not, maybe, maybe not maybe not uh, two years but whatever so it's and i and i think it's the same i'm speaking for rob a lot right now because we're a partner into this but i think that's he is in the same page on that because we we all love what we do. That's when we sign something. something I didn't agree with. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would say hold up, my man. <laughs> we're, we're, you're good. That's the reason so this he, works is Kevin can speak for me on the publisher and stuff, so I can just <laughs> keep my mouth shut and save energy. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, we, and when we sign something or we decide to publish, we we all co-agree on the team. We did not so far, I think, pick up something that we were like, oh man, and uh, just like sign, motherfucker, you know. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Um, yeah, yeah. We we wouldn't publish something that we weren't both into. I think that's important too. Is like the 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 team aspect of it is like we're not going to be fighting with each other over something, and if we are, it's not going to work. Oh, absolutely. So that's just well, and I think it's right. a lot easier too when you enjoy what you're doing for you to come and talk about it and be like, hey, read this thing. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. it's exactly because what Kevin was saying about that. If you're it, if you're passionate about it and if you believe it and you're a fan of what you're putting out, like then what you say, all of your, your pitching and your marketing stuff is all going to be genuine. So, you know, you don't have to bullshit anybody. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. It's here. It is. It's great. You can trust me because I'm here and I, I really believe this. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it's make a, it easier for sure. It's an industry. An and it's an industry uh, of readers and collectors that buy with passion, you know? So if you're not saying selling with passion, well, there is no way that you actually make good money or good business into this industry. So it's, it's was the most important thing for us to, to just do everything by passion and not by, Oh, I think this thing going to sell well, you know? And I think mm -hmm. that any, at some point, it's sure that quality control is always important and quality is the most important thing. But at some point, I think, Everything can be sellable the way you sell it. Of, of course, diff different scales mm -hmm. for any type of VPs, but I think it's all about the marketing and how you will sell it. Because that's a point. I think that, for example, Freaks Know, for some publishers, could be something super unpublishable. You know, it's, it's too weird. It's too out yeah. there. It's something that doesn't make sense to be released. Absolutely. I don't even understand what's it's, what's about, you know? <laughs> but uh, that's that's a cool thing <laughs> of Freaks Know. You don't understand what's about you. It's about everything, you know? So <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what I think uh, might be our strongest thing right now. Just like we, we really love what we are putting out uh, with passion and determination, I guess. Mm -hmm. Which is amazing. Absolutely. Thank you. So you mentioned earlier, anybody in the chat, if they, they buy Freak Snow and, and, you know, they show they were in the chat, you're going to buy them a beer at, at a con. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, you buy, twin, if you buy all Happy Tank release for the year, <laughs> I will back you a 24 pack. That's a big offer right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you buy someone a beer at a con, if we're serving beer at the con, it's going to cost you like $15. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're no, dude, dude. <laughs> I, I got a lot of people watching this. And this no, is I, the I story of how Happy Tank Comics went broke. No, no, but uh, I got to buy the beer before the con, you know, hiding it in our uh, boxes and shit. Oh. <laughs> and, and just like, and just oh, like, do it in. Under the table like a Budweiser, like a <laughs> so, and we got, and we're gonna be fine, Rob. That's that's the, that's a key. It's like up. bring a pack with you to signings, and then like when someone shows you proof, you just like slide there it in a t-shirt. But like, uh, that's something right. yeah. I'm now, really now that I'm keyed keen to your strategy. All right, I, I support this. We'll we'll be illegally <laughs> distributing alcohol to our fans, and people are really gonna be into that. It's super anti but, but... anti establishment. I love it. <laughs> now we're anarchists. Everything that he stands for. Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, really. Yeah. But something I really want to do, uh, because I, I don't really know all article system and shit like that work in the U.S., but I know I can do it like in Quebec. But I would love to do a smile. Like the smile is the beer in Freaks No Revenge is a Drug. Actual beer. Like a, make a partnership with a microbrewery. Oh. And uh, like a craft beer yeah, that, that cool. is actually a smile beer that we can have that at cons. so cool. For, for, for the cons that allow us to sell yeah. alcohol, and I'm sure that it will be a lot. Actually, but... you're, 
There is a brewery in Sacramento called Hoppy, and their logo is just a smiley face. So I, I don't know. We, we oh my god, yeah. Maybe we could just like get a get a, a side brand with them. All everything they do is IPA, though, which I hate. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I, know, I know some know IPA, there, so I could talk to all them. of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. We got to have some stouts for free snow. Oh, very good, very good. Nice. Maybe, maybe more like oh, uh, maybe like a blonde uh, for Parson beer, like really, really like lager style because you know barney is an addict and an addict most of the time gonna <laughs> drink more <laughs> gonna be more on those type of uh drinking beer that you take you take a lot of them you know that's true it's more of like a bud light like um yeah yeah i don't know it's it's a it's a it's piss beer but the the happy uh, the happy the smile beer is piss beer that's light? true so we don't want to <laughs> there you go yeah natty light yeah, it's it's it might be that bad. It's either that or Bud Light. So yeah, for sure, for sure. You can't get carried away with the, the fancy quality but, of smile beer. <laughs> but we got a stoutest way to go. But man, I do agree. I My agree with that. Personally, the, I'm super gay. I'm a uh, Guinness uh, Guinness type of dude. So uh, I, I'm out for it. You ever you ever put in a milkshake? You you stir some ice cream up with Guinness. That is amazing. That is really. I never good. did. I never oh, did. Oh, you got to try it. You gotta try it, even if you don't believe me. <laughs> I, believe I you, do not dude. believe you. No, you you have to try it then. I mean, you really do. I'm sure I'm gonna love it. And like right. gozes. No, I'm not over here drinking hoppy beers. Yeah, that's <laughs> delicious. I want my I'm beer sure. to taste like a fruity cocktail. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to go. You should sh you should try like uh. A blonde beer, and you put in it uh, mm -hmm. like a, a, a strawberry soda. It's it's really fucking good. Ooh, I actually just had a, a strawberry blonde beer, so but strawberry soda with that makes it even better. Probably, yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, good. and yeah, and another one is really good. It's a blonde beer, but you put a pickle into it. It's it's really actually oh good. Have a pickle in your beer. <laughs> I'm okay. I can try that. I can absolutely and try that. You need, you need to. What? And, and did you ever drink a white Russian? It's actually my favorite cocktail. Ugh, no, I'm lactose intolerant <laughs> though, so there's also that. Okay, yeah, don't try that. It's not a good idea. So don't try that at home. <laughs> so it's actually like uh, vodka. You got some. Uh, you got uh, milk into it. You got coffee liquors and some tea Mario. So it's kind of a. Uh, it's it's it's. it's it's a glass of milk with some alcohol into it, so you're sure that you're gonna you're gonna puke. But uh, but, but, but 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 before the puke is actually really good. Your twenty first so birthday cocktail. Oh yeah, the black Russian is good oh, as well, Fire Ox. That oh good, does not sound like Jesus, Kevin. What is is that like? Yeah, no bad milk? advice. Chocolate yeah, but, milk is good, but it's still but, milk, y'all. Dude. Dude, uh, anything, anything with Russian in the name could just be dangerous. That's something you need to learn. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> we got on talking about all this. <laughs> what I was trying, I was getting to was that. Uh, yeah, cocktail time, time with happy time. Oh, any con? With them coming, starting to. Yeah, they're coming back. Sort of. Oh, okay. I I've got oh, my sure. head buried in InDesign and Photoshop files all day long, so I I haven't been looking out uh, out for that kind of thing all that much. But 
Kevin, are are you looking at any cons or anything that we could be going to in any sort of future? <laughs> like, I guess this seems or otherwise starting to come back. So yeah, mm. right right now I know that in Quebec we are super late, like on vaccination and stuff like that, uh, compared to the United States. So here there is no complaint until next year, uh, twenty twenty two is when we will start. But yeah, I've seen some uh, some cons at the end of the year. I know I might go to the New York Comic Con. The New York Comic Con, if I'm not wrong, they said, yes, we're going to do it in October, which is kind of weird because I, I I knew like in the U.S. that was one of the worst places with COVID shit uh, in New York. So it's kind of weird that they are doing it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know where you are in the vaccination and stuff like that. To be honest, I kind of closed mm -hmm. my uh, CNN for, for like two, three months. But I, was <laughs> I was tired okay. of looking, looking at the news. It's, it's like like – when the Trumps, I got it finished. I was like, okay, now for the news, I'm gonna close it for like a year because I'm tired of all this shit. And I think it's, it's a lot of people did the same. So I don't know uh, the U.S. vaccination right now. So, but uh, I've seen that New York Comic Con is going to do one this year, and I will really love it. I know I'm getting my COVID shot uh, next week, the first one, and the second one gonna be like in August, beginning of August. So I should be able to travel uh, to travel the border. The problem right now is the the border are closed for Canadian to the u.s or yeah. the same thing for u.s to canada if you did not yeah. get your your two shots you know of, of vaccine mm -hmm. so uh after my two shot i will be definitely traveling to the united states now I, I will actually love to to move there actually for for all the comic book stuff just make everything uh more simple you know than than staying in quebec uh, all the time or just like right. probably to make it more simple, and I hope that no uh, Canadian uh, citizen shit uh, governmental uh, <laughs> is lessening. But I would love to do like the, the six month, six month thing, or like six month minus one day in the U.S. and after six mm -hmm. months in Canada, uh, yeah. and probably like my winter in the the, the U.S. and my my uh, my summer here because summer is pretty cool out here. You're so so like that of, uh, freak snow inspiration so, then, <laughs> right? And, and, uh, <laughs> And, and right and, and like and like that I don't need to go through all the visa and all those shit that you don't want to deal with so that's that's pretty much the idea and I still love my Quebec uh, in the in the summer in the summer it's a really cool place but uh <laughs> in the winter uh, I will prefer to be like in California or Texas you know <laughs> yeah awesome um, I know we're, we're past the hour now um you guys have anything else you guys want to plug for happy tank for freak snow i know freak snow is coming out may 26th i think that's the right date right yeah yeah that's the wednesday so may 26th freak snow revenge is a drug is coming out issue number one yeah, so we got a number one, and after yeah. it's a four issues mini series, so it's always the last Wednesday of the month. They're gonna have like a freak snow release, and the happy thing release are always like the two last week of the of the month. That's our slot in the uh, yeah. BM uh, catalog. So uh, I think June twenty three is the first one from FKZ, and after July, uh, July we got uh, Simon. I think it's on the. Just wait a second. We it's a uh, yeah. July twenty eighth is the first for Cinnamon, and okay. uh, and after it goes on and on and on, always like the last week of the month, we got a, yeah. a happy tank release. Uh, 
So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride. I think people are going to enjoy our stuff. We're trying to release stuff that are all there, different. Mm -hmm. And like someone said in the chat, my description, I didn't put for, for uh, the Twitter or something like that of Happy Things, the, the, oh, the, yeah. wild, the wildest release on the shelf or something like that. And uh -huh. I think that's 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 what we're trying to <laughs> There you go. Publishing some of the wildest comics on the shelf. Boom. I don't know if you were... I don't know if you were aware or Rob, but I did write some something that thing somewhere. I don't remember where, but I didn't put that in the description. I somewhere. did not know that, but I'm all for it. Let's let's keep it wild, man. I have no intention of changing. That's this is fun. <laughs> it can yeah. only get more boring from here. So let's just keep it up. <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, or something. I mean, we, we all have like we all had like two years of being bored at home and doing nothing because uh -huh. well the pandemic and stuff like that so let's release some wild shit that can entertain us and just getting back into the, the normal world make some exhausting books for you to get tired while you're reading you have to put it down because you, you you just can't take anymore that's what we want to produce for you all <laughs> our readership <laughs> But there it what is. Do we get? What do we got? Oh, it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. I did wrote. <laughs> hey, <it. laughs> no, I know where it oh, is. That is the headline <laughs> of our Twitter. That's terrific. There God, we go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great work, Kevin. I'm really glad you did that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the end of this month is the cutoff for Cinnamon Number One. Yeah, MFKZ number two and Freak Snow number three. Uh, MFKZ number two, we continue the wild ride. Uh, thanks to everyone that did jump on the title. <laughs> there was a lot of people that did. And uh, the second issue is as good. And, and I think uh, even better because now at that point, you will be in the world of MFKZ, which the number one issue for people that did not know is a 46 pages, if I'm not wrong. So it's a really yeah, big it's, issue it's that long. really... Yeah, we did Whoa. a really fat issue for the first Whoa. one because it's such a, a big world, you know. It's 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 all based well, on world yeah. building. There is a lot of characters and stuff like that. So we, re we really wanted to be sure that this first issue had enough content for you to really jump into it and feel comfortable, you know. I think that's a problem for some books that are like 20, 22 pages that has like a really big mm -hmm. world building. Just like yeah. the first issue doesn't feel like you have learned anything and just and you don't get into it because of that, which is probably like one of the coolest comics you ever read because the first issue had too much world building but not enough pages. You did not get into it. And that's something we do not want to happen with MFKZ. So, uh, which is not like Freak Snow, for example, that is, yeah. Totally, and it's different than Freak Snow. Freak Snow, for example, it's a, it's a it's a franchise that we did build on character, and this one is built on the world. So Freak Snow, we can make small issues and stuff like that because it's all about the characters, not the setting. You know, the setting. I think for Freak mm -hmm. Snow, most of the time could have been, for example, a volcano, and will not have really changed what's going on because it's really character centric and developing our characters. You know, same thing that MFK MFKZ is more about the world and everyone around at some point. You know, Freak Snow is still a world, but I mean, it's more character centric trick while uh and and cinema number one which i think is a it's a great book to pick up and i encourage everyone to do it because it's really different and i hope it's gonna start a wave of action comics with cats you know <laughs> i totally support them <laughs> where is your cat <laughs> i don't know where she is my cat's the other room right now and there you go so uh, prior to that book for all of my cat. yeah so yeah it's important to pre-order this book for your cat. Like oh, the, cat, the, the, the cat invasion. So yeah. <laughs> and and we all know that actually cats are reptilian infiltrators, you know. 
So I'm connected to, to some really uh, <laughs> high connection in the reptile uh, territory. So, um. And we're all on a list now. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> so much. We will be never appearing on the internet again. There is a man with a black hat at my window as we speak. Oh, that's actually Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's it's more like <laughs> he was never seen again. Exactly, but he did, uh, he did a car accident. <laughs> if you hear, a, you know, if you see a headline, and and I'm in it. Oh, we know what happened. Now we know why. There you go. That's like that's because of the freaking Canadian. Was it cold? Yeah, it is cold. Oh man! Well, thank you guys for for coming on and, and hanging out with us, uh, doing the interview, talking about all the Happy Tank comics we got coming up, teasing you your next couple. Us. It's a pleasure, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, my Wi-Fi decided to uh, work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got your no problem with the show? It's great. You got you got yeah. some questions yeah. in. Awesome. <laughs> she cooperated. We'll see if it works tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, thanks everyone who's in the chat, dropping comments, questions, um, or anyone who's watching this later on, on the replay. We, we appreciate you guys. Thanks so Have much nice for watching, day. everyone. Thanks a lot, everyone.